Nigeria Daily. My name is Lilian Ogazi. The President's reluctance to sign the Electoral Act Amendment Bill has been the major topic on all media platforms in Nigeria. In the latest development, the President, who declined assent to the Electoral Act Amendment Bill, sent a letter to the Senate stating why he declined signing the bill. Why has there been so much back and forth on the bill? Why did the President decline? How did the lawmakers react to this development? Daily Trust politics editor Ismail Mudashu speaks with me on this. The National Assembly on November 19 transmitted the amended bill to the president for assent. Uh, the National Assembly just today read the president's letter. The president had uh, expressed reservation on section 87 of 2010 Electoral Act. You know, in the amendment, the National Assembly has expunged indirect primary. And uh, what we have there based on the amendment is a direct primary. And uh, according to the president, that the removal will stifle smaller party, that it will cause confusion in the policy, that uh, the security situation of the country may not be able to withstand direct primary. So this is his reason for declining accent. This is not the first time this is happening. No, you know, this is not the first time. In 2018, President Buhari rejected the amendment made by the National Assembly. At, at that time, the president said he declined assent because the, uh, the bill was amended shortly before the 2019 general election. And the National Assembly, in order to address that, the National Assembly amended the 2021 and submitted it to the, transmitted it to the president for assent 14 months to the 2023 general election. One of his reasons for declining accent is due to the direct and indirect primary, saying people were not given options. That's the only reason. So with this now going back to the lawmakers, and being that his first reason was that the amendment was being sent late, too close to the election, how long do you think it's going to take them to sit and decide on this and it might not be too late for the next election? You see, hours ago, the Senate had two executive sessions where reports filtering from there indicated that uh, they deliberated on the, the president's communication to them. The National Assembly, according to the Constitution, has the powers to override the president's veto. But I doubt if they will be able to mobilize the two-thirds of the parliament to override the president. But uh, in my conversation with one of the senators, he told me that uh, they will look at it, but that may not be possible until maybe next year. Which still leaves us as too close to the election. Uh, too close to the election. With the president's response now, what has been the reactions among the lawmakers? You know, the, law, the lawmakers are divided. As I told you earlier on, they had the Senate in particular had two executive sessions today. Mm -hmm. And uh, from our finding, the, 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 the debate in that executive session revolved around the Electoral Act bill. There is a division in the parliament now. Why some are pushing that they should override the president, others are saying, you know, they should address the reservation at, uh, raised by the president, meaning that they should include indirect, that the clause should be direct or indirect primaries. Okay, now, um, you said something about them wanting to override the presidency. Do you, as a journalist, do you see that happening? Do you think that's the right move if it eventually happens? You see, record has it that we only had that once, and that was June two, year 2000, during president, former president of Bassanjo's uh, administration. And it was on NDDC bill. Uh, when the president returned it, the parliament overriding 
and it has only happened once. So from uh, all indications, from my discussion with the parliamentarians, I don't think this will be possible because I doubt if they have the guts. The possibility is very slim. They are pressure from left, right, from front and back mm. on the parliamentarians to override the, the president in order to strengthen the country's electoral processes. Like now, the CSO, they've been mounting pressure on the parliamentarians, the common the mad people on the street, they want this thing. That was Medeshir Ismail giving us a detailed analysis on why the president declined accent to the Electoral Act Amendment Bill. What do Nigerians think about this? We put these questions to some Nigerians. Let's listen to what they have to say. So the president's reasons for not signing this bill into law are valid to him. You know, and it it may not be too much of a problem, but there are many questions to ask. If he knew that these were problems, why didn't he inform the National Assembly of his problems before the 30 days elapsed? The simple fact that he allowed the 30 days to pass and didn't say anything makes you question just how genuine what his intentions are towards amending Nigeria's electoral process. This same president has had the chance multiple times now under a previous National Assembly and the current National Assembly and each time he has said no for one reason or the other. So, you know, it's really confusing. Just how many times would the Electoral Amendment, the Electoral Act Amendment Bill need to be tweaked to suit President Buhari's opinions of what, you know, Nigeria's electoral process should be like? And it's, of course, even further confusing that this bill was passed by a National Assembly that's predominantly APC, which is the president's own party. So where is the disconnect coming from? And even when you talk about his reason on the cost of direct primaries, INEC came out to say that, look, we're not the ones who are bearing this cost. It's the political parties. And if the president is so concerned about the political parties, the next question I would ask is, why didn't he have a problem with the fact that campaign finance limits were being extended for every position in the country. I mean, in that same bill, to run for president, they were increasing finance, uh, campaign finance to 15 billion. How come that wasn't a problem? Why weren't the costs too high? It's almost ridiculous, really. It begs the question, just how intentional, how much of this back and forth over the electoral bill is truly about Nigeria and Nigerians. On the electoral bill, I feel very disappointed because um, the president is part of the system and he was voted into power because of some certain changes which um, most of the people have hope that he's going to change. On the issue of this electoral bill, I think cost is not a problem as Mr. President has constantly hold on that it's part of the basic reasons that he's not going to sign the bill. Uh, the other point he said that it does not approve the citizens to exercise a full franchise or what have you but to me it's a very disappointing something because looking at what Mr. President was voted for it's to ensure this kind of stability in in the electoral process because it was part of those barriers that made him to contest for more than three to four times before getting into power. So he was supposed to reconsider all this so that the less privileged or the worst pop can also be able to exercise their franchise well. This must have come as a shock to many Nigerians, but um, 
to be honest, I wasn't uh, surprised because following the precedence of uh, the sort of politics practiced by our president, uh, I knew that um, assenting to this Electoral Act Amendment Bill will not favor him. So I'm not surprised that he didn't assent to it. Uh, this morning, uh, the letter conveyed to the two houses in the upper chambers gave a, a number of flimsy excuses why our dear president will not agree to assent to this bill. He said he got relevant advice from all concerned ministries, departments, and agencies. Come on. I mean, I mean, I mean, really. You know, he said um, one of the excuses was that um, he cited financial security and legal consequences for rejecting the bill. I mean, what security consequences? What legal consequences? He said it will infringe of the rights of Nigerians to participate in governance and democracy. I mean, these are all very flimsy excuses in my opinion. I mean, we need uh, a president who understands the reason why this bill should be amended. Uh, we need a leader who understands why every Nigerian should be able to participate in free, fair, and credible elections. And this can only be done if this bill has been amended. Like I said, I wasn't surprised, but I do not think these reasons are good enough for Mr. President to reject the Electoral Act bill. Those were Nigerians sharing their thoughts on the President's decision on the Electoral Act Amendment Bill. You are listening to Nigeria Daily coming to you from Daily Trust Online. You can listen to these and other episodes of our podcast on Sprout, Google Podcasts, Spotify and TuneIn Radio by searching for Nigeria Daily. You can also listen in on NAS FM 89.9 in Yola, Adamawa State. We'll be going on a short break. Do stay. You're welcome back. This is Nigeria Daily coming to you from Daily Trust Online. You can listen to or download our episodes on Sprout, Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio and Spotify by searching for Nigeria Daily. You can also listen to our podcast on NAS FM 89.9 in Yola, Adamawa State. In this episode, we're talking about the reason the president refused to sign the Electoral Act Amendment Bill. Before we went on a break, we spoke with our colleague, who spoke on the back and forth of the Electoral Act Amendment Bill, and we also spoke to some Nigerians who shared their thoughts. One of the reasons stated by the president was the high cost of conducting direct primaries, amongst others. Is this reason enough? What exactly does this mean for the Nigerian electoral space? Bill Kisu Ahmed puts these questions and more to Jide Oju, a public affairs analyst. I, I think the president was just fishing for excuses, just the same way he did in 2018. Um, I've read the full text of his communication to the Right Honorable Speaker of House of Rights, and he raised a number of issues around security, around uh, marginalization of small parties, economic, financial reasons, and all of that. What has changed between 2018 and now that is making the president to now demonize direct primaries that brought him to power uh, in 2019? Mm. Direct primaries that was deployed in many states. My own position is this. Uh, the president could have signed and pleaded with the National Assembly to amend that same section mm. to accommodating direct primaries. Don't forget, it's not as if the primaries will be held in January, mm. not in February, not even in June. So there is ample time to amend that law. Too. But what a signing will have done is a show of commitment to the democratic project of Nigeria that indeed is a democrat 
I mean, that's just one. That clause on direct primary is just one out of over 200 or thereabouts clauses in that bill. So why should leave because of just one clause? Just throw the baby with the bathwater. water. And obviously, uh, the National Assembly may not even uh, treat the amendment to the bill mm. expeditiously the way a manner it is expected of them. So I, I really am beginning to smell right mm-hmm. that perhaps the presidency and the National Assembly worked in Kahoot to truncate all the sunshine provisions in the 2021 electoral bill. Because, uh, I mean, we, we didn't even see this issue of direct primary coming. It became an issue after the passage. So maybe having been pressured to recount on that one. They're not looking, the National Assembly working in Kahoot, the presidency now looked at what can throw the spanner in the works of this bill and decided to uh, amend Section 87 because that was not part of the baggage as of July when the two chambers passed the bill. That was not part of the baggage. Nobody was talking of only direct primary. Yes, and talking about the confusion, a ranking lawmaker said the president is misled by his handlers to cause confusion in the polity. Do you think it's true? I don't believe so. I believe it's all, you know, a work of a reactionary forces, both within the presidency and the National Assembly. Like I said, there is a saying by the British, if something is not broken, you don't need to fix it. There was nothing wrong with Section 87, Subsection 1 to 10 in the extant electoral 2010 as amended. There was nothing. Parties were at liberty to choose either to adopt direct or indirect primary. Why then? But, but you, Why you, then? you know, maybe the president is following, I, I, I will not say orders, but um, advice from Malamid saying that direct primaries may cause a lot of confusion in the country if the president signed the Electoral Acts bill. What I'm saying, if you get my drift, is that mm-hmm. the whole confusion came from the National Assembly. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't have touched that Section 87 of the Electoral Act 2010 mm-hmm. as amended because there was no basis to amend it. Nobody, no civil society organization, no media Nobody advocated for that amendment. Why did they introduce this issue of uh, removal of indirect primary? So they created that confusion. There could be more to this than meet the eye. And they know if the president signs this bill into law and we start to have electronic voting machine or electronic voting and electronic transmission of results and many other sunshine provisions in this new bill, Mm. you will see what will play out. After the grandstanding today at the National Assembly, they will keep quiet about it. By January, they will come back maybe in the third week or fourth week of January, mm. and they will just get busy with something else. This will no longer be their priority because they created the confusion deliberately in the first place. So, deliberately. So do you think in the long run, this Electoral Act bill will be signed by the president? Maybe if there's a um, two-third of the lawmakers coming in to override the power of the president? Because, because, let me tell you the truth. I don't see the National Assembly as constituted overriding the president's veto. I don't see them doing that. Already, the Abia Miller has said that they will proceed on their Christmas break mm-hmm. and that they will treat the president's correspondence on the electoral amendment when they return in January, which is indicative of the fact that they are not ready to tackle the presidency. So there won't be anything like overriding the president's veto. 
That was Jide Ojo, a public affairs analyst. Every Nigerian deserves to have a free, fair and credible election. The importance of this bill cannot be overemphasized for the Nigerian electoral space. We wait and watch. God bless Nigeria. And that wraps up the show for today. Thank you so much for listening. To everyone whose voices we heard on the show, we say a big thank you. Nigeria Daily is a Daily Trust production and you can download this and other episodes of our podcast on dailytrust.com or bossproud.com. You can even listen in on NARS FM 89.9 in Yola, Adamawa State. You can also listen in by searching for Nigeria Daily on Google Podcasts, Spotify and TuneIn Radio. If you have questions or comments or intend to sponsor an episode of Nigeria Daily, let us know on our social media handles on Twitter and Instagram at daily underscore trust and on Facebook at Daily Trust. You can also send us a message via WhatsApp on 0913-893-3390. I am Lilian Ogazi. Thank you for listening and bye for now.